0: Hey y'all! This is a bonus episode. To show all of my appreciation for the audience and for telling your friends and family about the podcast, I thought it would be special for me to bring in my best friend, Lauren. Can I still say best friend if you're over 30? Yes. Okay. Well, good. Well, she said it, so yeah. So, oh, and say hi, Lauren. (laughs) Hey! So, uh, I am frequently asked questions and a lot of the times it's the same question so I took the top questions that I hear all the time that people ask me about myself and about the podcast in this bonus episode Lauren is going to ask me some questions and I will share the answers with you so let's get into it
1: so thanks for having me first of all I just want to say I am a super big fan and not just because you're my best friend but this is a really good show it's a great concept to emphasize and just promote the different career paths and things that people have even if they don't go the typical route after law school Mm -hmm. I think you have something great going on and I'm super excited to see where this goes so thank you you're welcome so for the questions (laughs) yeah first one why did you start a podcast okay
0: so I started a podcast because it took me a really long time to find a good job after getting out of law school. And by good job, I mean, I didn't go to law school to make $35,000 a year when I graduated. So it took me a long time to find a job that would meet that criteria. And depending on where you live, that's a lot or a little bit of money. For me, that was a little bit of money. So it took me a really long time to find that career. And then when I was working, I noticed that I was excelling in my job, and they also started to hire other people who had law degrees. And I was like, wait a minute, there might be something special to people who have law degrees, right? So I looked at some of my classmates who I went to school with, and I won't say it's 50-50. I think maybe maybe 70% of the people I graduated with had not passed the bar or never wanted to take the bar exam. And I wanted to know what those people were doing. And so I started reaching out to people, and I found that there were a plethora of career choices and jobs that people were doing that weren't your traditional legal role. So if I was interested in it, I figured other people were as well. So that is why I started this podcast.
1: Awesome. So to piggyback off of
0: that, is podcasting your job? (laughs) So when I get this question, I always laugh because yes, podcasting is a job. (laughs) Uh, especially if you have guests, right? A lot of podcasts are just audio diaries. If I was just talking to myself, you know, that would be a lot less maintenance. But for this podcast, I have to find guests. I have to vet guests when people try to, you know, recommend people to me because all of them do not meet the criteria. I have to record. I have to pay Zoom to record. (laughs) I have to edit. I have to publish, create social media posts promote the post, engage with people online, do my email newsletter that goes out every two weeks. So yes, it is a job, but no, it is not my full-time job. I actually do work a standard nine to five and this is a passion project. So no, it is not my my job in that sense, my J-O-B, my nine to five. So that sounds like a really big undertaking. Did Mm -hmm. you anticipate that
1: it would be this intense when you started this podcast
0: you want the real answer or (laughs) give me both (laughs) the real answer is yes I did anticipate it would be this much work I read a book about how to start a podcast and what you needed to do and it's if not 200 pages close to 200 pages so I was like okay there's a, a depth and a breadth of knowledge and training that you need However, I definitely thought I would have been the exception. And I would have started recording and it would have been easy, you know, to get everything done. But because it's a passion project, I listen to the episodes before I start editing them. And then I go through and edit out all your ums, coughs, phones ringing, all of that kind of stuff. Then I go back and edit for context, which is I'll ask a couple questions and then something will like jump out at me and I'll ask that, but I need to go back and put those things in order. Right. That's part of being a lawyer that You can write something in 10 minutes and then you'll spend five days editing it because that's what lawyers do. That's what they train us to do. So I thought that I would be the exception. And even though it looked detailed and intense, it would be a lot simpler. So the honest answer is yes, I did know it would be this involved but it still surprises me (laughs) how much work it is. So
1: So to put you out there a little bit, right? I know you're still newly married. You have a young baby. You work a full-time nine to five Mm. and you have a lot of responsibility that I just learned about (laughs) with this podcast. (laughs) How do you balance it all?
0: So I balance it all with a lot of coffee with a lot of reminders and calendars. I'm, I'm looking at a calendar right now that's sitting over my desk. Before we got on here, I had two alerts that went off five minutes before, you know, set up your laptop, make sure your microphone's plugged in. Then Zoom always lets me know like two minutes before, <laughs> like, hey, don't forget you got something coming. I, my life runs on reminders because I would forget stuff. So I get it all done with that, with coffee, And I work a lot at night when my daughter's asleep, sometimes when my husband's asleep. That's when I'm, you know, got my headphones on and and editing episodes. So I think all this is
1: tied together, right? Like Mm -hmm. you said a lot of things that and me just knowing you personally and having seen you go through law school, this is very reminiscent of how I heard you refer to your law school career. Okay. Do you think that law school really helped you prepare for this, balancing all these things, time management, being able to
0: handle all of the things that are coming your way? Yes, I do think law school prepared me. Listening to you talking, my head is like, the answer to the question is this. This is how I think I want to explain. And these are two examples. And that is a law school thing. (laughs) It's called IRAC. which First, you get to the issue and, and state it then you get to the rule, then you give some analysis examples, right? So even as you're talking, I'm seeing it like, I want to answer it off top, and then I want to go through here. That is all law school, 100%. Being a law student helped me with time management more than law school. Because Mm -hmm. in my second and third year, I worked in a clinic. And so having a part-time job while being in school made me have to pay attention to my schedule and make sure I was always in the right place at the right time. So being an actual student is the part that helped me with time management more than anything. But yeah, law school did help me with what I'm doing with the podcast. Oh, sorry, before you move on. And had I not gone to law school, I couldn't even be the host of the show, right? I wouldn't have been the expert to talk to other people who went to law school. Amazing. So based off that, which law school did you attend? I went to Southern University Law Center, which is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, great law school, and an HBCU law school as well. That's historically Black college and university. There are six HBCU law schools in the country, and Southern University Law Center is one of them, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I did not know that. (laughs) Thanks for that tidbit.
0: Yeah. Um, I was just looking at my law school graduation pictures the other day and you came to graduation which was so great and I'm just like how was that six years ago how? I was so proud <laughs> so I proud. was so proud oh my goodness <laughs> but
1: mm-hmm. I am pretty sure that you say at the beginning of every episode I'm a 2015 southern law or you know I am Graduate, but maybe you just say law school graduate. Never mind. But I'm like, I swear you say Southern law school graduate. No, I say law school graduate. Law school. Okay,
0: okay. So I was like, why are people asking you this? You say you're a 2015 oh, it's mm-hmm. law school. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, people ask me because people listen. You listen because you're awesome. But like the friends of the guests, you only listen to your friends' episode and keep it moving. That's true. Most people don't really go back and listen to all of them unless you just find me interesting. You just want to go listen. So most of the time, people just have no idea. Half of the pitches I get, like I just declined a lady today because she's like, oh, this person would be so great on the podcast. Blah, 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 blah. And I looked her up and I'm like, but I don't want to talk to you. You're just a partner of a law firm. Like there are a hundred different law podcasts about that. Like I'm the only one talking to people who aren't practicing or, or doing your funky stuff. Because listen, even when you said like, oh, I declined a lady. I was like, oh, we're declining out here? <laughs> okay, options. So it's a lot of people that find me. I think it was, it's probably 50, 50 people that I reach out to and people who find me now.
1: Mm, So,
0: which is, I mean, amazing. Like I just put on Twitter yesterday, I had 212 website views in the month of June. Mm -hmm. Like who are these 200 people? I mean, I get it. People get millions of views, but like uh, me, just little Ohio, got 200 people to go to my website in a month. Like, I'm like, that's dope yeah <laughs> like nope. that is so crazy but I mean I take it because to me I'm just like this is this is wild that that this is happening but yeah hmm. small beginnings okay. but I'm growing I'm growing right, listen
1: everybody gotta start somewhere so mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna be amazing to watch the growth like seeing it so far has been such a pleasure like I honestly cannot even put into words
0: oh. how awesome it's been yeah. I know I mean. I'm just happy that you even listen to every episode because it's nice that you do that because you know me, but like, spoiler alert, my mom doesn't listen to every episode. So (laughs) that is what it is. And also you didn't go to law school and you still find the content interesting. Oh yeah.
1: Because it's dope to see people who didn't go the traditional route. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there's so much shame and guilt associated with not passing the bar. Yeah. That it's like, you don't even want to talk about the fact that, oh yeah, I went to law school because the follow-up question immediately is going to be like, oh, so you're an attorney. So it's like, I mean, yes, but you know, I'm not Esquire. Like it is a shame that so many people don't discuss it because there are so many paths in mm-hmm. life and so many careers and These people that you have interviewed are like trailblazing out here, (laughs) even though they haven't passed the bar or even if they have, but they're doing so many creative, amazing things with their career that it's showing people you don't have to just pass the bar and then become a practicing attorney and work, you know, big law or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can make your own course. And there's so many things that we are now seeing like with the advent of social media and influencers yeah. and all this
0: formal education worked with us 80s 90s babies right and even the people before them but like if it doesn't work now by all means save yourself the debt and go do the thing that will pay for your life amen and something so. that you're passionate
1: about Mm-hmm. why not if, especially if it pays the bills that's a double win but what yep. the cliche like you do something you love you never work another day in your life kind of mm-hmm. thing like pff, if you could do it do it <laughs> all right anyway sorry tangent okay
0: so let's see is your husband a lawyer my husband is not a lawyer and <laughs> god bless lawyers who are with other lawyers but no i am not with another lawyer <laughs> so hmm.
1: Does it make it difficult that he's not in your field? Does he understand
0: <laughs> your what you have to go through? What I have to go through as a lawyer as a podcaster? or both. both. Okay. He definitely understands what I go through as a podcaster because he created my website. And for like half of the first season, I used to have to beg him like, okay, an episode's coming out tomorrow. Update the, the thing, log in and do all this stuff. And he's like, oh, hold on. Let me create the graphic and all this. And I was like, scrap that. I I can't be dependent on your schedule. Just teach me how to do it. He's like, no, I'm going to have to use a whole nother software. I don't care. I was like, you can't let me do this for the foreseeable rest of the future, asking you to update stuff, right? Because sometimes I'll edit three episodes at a time and then I want to update them. One of the episodes that came out in July was edited in February and just saved to drafts and just Mm -hmm. waiting to come out, right? So I was like, there's no way I could just wait for you on your time to be updating the website. I don't care what you got to do make it color by numbers easy so that I can go in here and update it so yeah he definitely sees what I go through as a podcaster plus when I record I record here in the home office so if our daughter is still awake he has to be with her sometimes he'll just go downstairs or go to the park with her so she's not making noise or if it's after hours and I'm recording you know he has to keep the tv down and all that good stuff so yes as a podcaster And then he definitely understood the frustrations I had as a lawyer. I was dating him when I was studying for the LSAT, which is the law school admissions test. And I remember going through logic games and his nerdy self was like, oh, these look fun. And we'll take a couple and like get the right answer. And I hated him. but So, yeah, he definitely understands what I go through as a lawyer and as a podcaster, even though he is not a lawyer, he definitely gets it. So that's nice. We stand a supportive
1: husband we appreciate the support <laughs> yeah
0: all right so what is the questionnaire yes okay <laughs> when I saw this question I laughed because I was like wow people are paying attention <laughs> when I book a guest I always send them a pre recording questionnaire it's about 10 to 11 questions and it's anything like what is your current city excluding debt, would you attend law school again? What did you study in undergrad? It's all of these background details so that I have a good foundation when we start the conversation. The questionnaire always has to be returned to me a week before the recording. So I won't even schedule the recording until I get the questionnaire because I have a very busy life and I need to have time to prep and to look up your answers, to do background information, to look at your social media, to look at your LinkedIn page. You know, these questions, I'll probably write maybe 70% of the questions I ask in each episode down. And then the rest of the questions are just spontaneous based on the responses of the guests. So while I don't go through line after line each question when I talk to them, it does give me some background to be able to say, in your questionnaire, you mentioned you hate it being a lawyer or whatever it is, because I already had that background information. And I found that before each recording, I spend about 10 to 15 minutes with each guest just like shooting the shit, building rapport. So that when I do actually start recording, it sounds like it's just me on the phone with you kiki in all day. And you can only do that because you have background or you either have experience. And for myself, I make sure I have both, right? I have the background because I have your questionnaires that I've looked at, your biography that I've looked at, your website. And then also we just got the experience time in by just sitting here talking about our day, our life, our job before we even get to the recording. So that is what the questionnaire is. And thank you audience for paying attention to each episode and even noticing what I say in your questionnaire you mentioned XYZ, so. That's genius.
1: So how do you find your
0: guest? Um, I find the guest, <laughs> my mind is like, one of these days I'm going to actually record the video <laughs> because I move my hands like crazy when I talk. So I'm over here <laughs> gesticulating, but y'all can't see it. Um, <laughs> so I primarily find my guests on social media, which is LinkedIn and then Twitter, Advocate Twitter, law Twitter is huge. So on even my personal account, I follow a lot of lawyers and they're always talking about things and there'll be a thread. If you never went to law school, what else would you do, right? And so then I'm on that thread, clicking and looking to see who was on there talking about their job, what they're currently doing, what they hate. And then I'm pitching them for the show, which is sending them an email saying, hey, I think you'd be a great guest because of X, Y, Z. So- I find a lot of the guests on social media, LinkedIn has been really important for me because it's all about careers and people like to brag about themselves. So they talk about themselves. I'm looking at it to see if it's interesting. And then I'm pitching them as well. So for the first season, that was how I found guests. The second season, at least eight of the guests were recommendations. Your PR company contacts me and says, Hey, I represent so-and-so who would like to be a guest on the podcast. Are you interested? And the rest have been referrals. So other people who have been on the podcast in season one, or even in the beginning of season two, you listened to your friend's episode, you thought it was great, and then you pitched yourself. So the avenues that I took the first season, I'm actually not doing right now because I get so many people who reach out to me because, oh, you made my friend sound so good in her episode, I would love to be a guest. And then I look at their information, and they're actually pretty dope. So,
1: yeah. Interesting. So... Mm-hmm referrals, you reaching out. What if I want to pitch myself? Can I be a guest?
0: (laughs) You, Lauren, cannot be a guest because you're not a law school graduate, (laughs) but (laughs) that won't stop people from sending me an email. I get so many emails. Oh, I'd love to be on here. I teach lawyers how to do social media. And I'm like, I go to their website or I go to their LinkedIn. I'm like, you didn't go to law school. So, did you listen to an episode? I'm like, I only talk to law school graduates. No, no, I'd help your lawyers. These people aren't practicing. They don't need, okay, bye. You know, <laughs> like I get I get a lot of emails about people saying, oh, what you're doing is great. I'd love to be a guest and they did not go to law school. And the graduating from law school is a big part because a lot of people attend law school and they decide they hate it and they just drop out. So no, I do only speak to law school graduates, which is a little bit tricky, right? You do not have to be a practicing attorney, which is someone who is admitted to a bar association in your state or, you know, nationally. A lot of people think attorneys are people that work in the big ivory tower law firms and lawyers are the ones that have the mom and pop shops. You're all a lawyer, (laughs) all of it. If you have attended a law school and graduated from a law school, you can be a guest. If you have a career interest or career change that I find interesting, and this is completely subjective. I have to find it interesting. You could be, I don't know, an astronaut. But if your story is dry, it really is subjective. So you can absolutely pitch yourself if you have graduated from a law school and I will look at it and see. So,
1: Good to know. Yeah. One of the questions, which I think is kind of shady. <laughs> okay. Why do you say so, <laughs> so much?
0: So... <laughs> So in every recording, people just naturally say, um, uh, oh, those kind of things, but I edit them out because I like the, the end product to be very clean. And for me, so is my, um, when I'm spending those couple of seconds thinking, right. And I find that I used to remove most of them. And then I would have to go back and re-edit because it sounded unnatural, Right. You can't remove so much inflection from somebody's voice that they just sound like a robot. Or you could, but that was not my vibe. So <laughs> I say so because it's just a natural transition into a different sentence, into a new topic, even just gather my thoughts before I say something else. So yeah. I included that question because I thought it was so great. The questions for season one used to be, okay, you love everything. Cause I was my thing. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. That was the thing for season one and I think for both seasons it's been so or so (laughs) that's been my thing
1: that's hilarious (laughs) so I appreciate the realness and including this question why do you say so so much Mm -hmm. because uh, me knowing you personally and for many years I know that that is how you speak so right wonderful to get (laughs) the same view of you on the podcast while being professional and speaking about things that you're passionate about but also seeing that same side of you in just a normal conversation so yeah I think it's awesome that the listeners get that side of you also even oh, though yeah I question that was shady.
0: <laughs> yeah this is me this is me so um bonus gym one of these days when I get an editor I'm going to give them some of these episodes and have them make like a blurbs reel or like a you know stumbling reel, <laughs> because you should hear me record the intros in episode 20 the, in episode like I do that for like 10 minutes. Like I think some of those clips will be so funny, but my sense of humor would not be able to put it together, right? So <laughs> like if I gave someone some of that like just raw footage and let them edit it, oh my goodness, you guys would be cracking up. So I love it. Again, letting the people see
1: the real you, the the genuine you all the time. I'm here for it.
0: And I would also like to
1: say one day when I get an editor,
0: yes, ma'am, you better say you better say it. I will. I'm not ready. I don't have time to be able to train someone in the same way that I edit to be like, okay, I I trust you to just do it. So
1: (laughs) okay. So self-care. Mm -hmm. is really big these days. I think the pandemic really taught us a lot about (laughs) prioritizing self. And with all of the responsibilities and things that you have, full-time job, podcasting, mother, wife, how do you stop and take care of yourself?
0: So what I do for self-care is I actually got a new job because the podcast and talking to lawyers who wanted to do something else, made me realize how limited I was at my old job. And I was talking to people and I was like, wow, you really love your life. You know, I'm listening to them and I was like, man, I wish I felt like this. So yeah, one of the things I've done for self-care is getting a new job, which has eliminated 85% of the stress that I felt before. There's no push for overtime. There's no push for working on the weekends. There's no Emailing your boss at 10 p.m. just so they know you're still working. Right. So, honestly, the podcast is part of what made me realize that self care was important. And I actually left a really demanding job because I realized I need to take better care of myself and I want to have time to do the podcast. So, yeah, the podcast has absolutely helped me with self care because it pushed me to actually get a job that was. A lateral move, but a lot less demanding.
1: Look at the podcast doing great things, not only for the (laughs) listeners but for the host. Amen. No, for real, for real, for real. So that's awesome. Yeah. So we only have one question left. Mm -hmm. How big is your team?
0: (laughs) I am a team of one. (laughs) I always laugh when I hear this because I'm like, "Are you trying to pitch yourself to work?" Like. I'll take an assistant. So (laughs) I call myself a podcast producer because I take the audio and edit it. I clean it up. I prepare it for the recording. I captured and paid for the music because you can't just use any old song that you hear on the radio. You have to actually pay for music that someone has created. And I have to pay and renew my license every year for that music so that you know I'm not just out here using your music. So all of these things are production type things. I find the guests. I book the guests. I confirm with them. I reschedule. All of those things are production type things. That's just me. I host the podcast. So I'm talking to them, chopping it up, whatever, which actually is less work than the whole producing. (laughs) I am the social media manager. (laughs) I am the assistant. I am the lawyer for the podcast. I have to negotiate contracts because I'm speaking to other lawyers. They want to know the exact date that their episode is going out. They want to make sure I'm not giving anyone else the audio they want to, a lot of times they want to hear the episode before it airs which is an absolute no yeah. you will be surprised at midnight like everyone else when it comes out <laughs> no because for if you don't trust me and what i'm going to do i don't want to talk to you which i understand you know lawyers are risk averse. if you're not going to open up and chat with me then again no but i am a team of one i do all of it myself okay yep. Well, thank you so
1: much, Lauren. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me do this. Again, I am a super fan, not just because I know <laughs> you, but the content is good. And this is coming from someone who sat in a law school tour with you and was bored to <laughs> tears. So oh, I was I, so happy that day. I was like, know, oh, and, wow. Right. That's what law I'm, school's like? And I'm people watching because I am in a totally different field <laughs> and I still... I'm so excited every other Thursday when the episodes drop to hear you and people who have taken non-traditional career paths and seeing the magic that they're creating in this world.
0: So thank Mm -hmm. you for the opportunity. Appreciate you. Of course. So everyone, season two of You Are a Lawyer ended with episode 32 that was released two weeks ago. It was incredible to have a successful second season, and I definitely consider myself lucky to be a podcaster. Season three starts in two weeks on September 30th. I have a lot of wonderful stories to share with you. Thanks for listening. Bye.